And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hey guys, how is everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of the Fight Fit Show. Today I am joined with Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I am very well. How are you? Good. Day. I am very well also. Brandon is not very well. He's not joining us today. He's off sick. We send him our love and hopes he, hopefully he gets well soon. Um, so today's podcast, me and Chris are going to bring you our interpretation of Outwitting the Devil. This is a book that Chris popularized a few months back. Um, yeah. It's a book that helped him to stop drifting, I think, um, and something that kind of ha- resonated and had a lot of positive impact in your life and also generated a lot of kind of questions from clients and this, uh, a lot of interest around, around this topic. So that is going to be the topic for today um chris because you are the the one that read the book first or the most i haven't actually finished the book i've read parts of it um and a couple of books on reason that kind of stuff um but i'll let you take it away out with the devil okay give so us your your, your key lesson you or your biggest takeaway. what it is so it's basically um an interview with the devil from like let's say an old-timey sort of interviewer um not looking for sound bites or anything like that most interviews these days so everyone's looking for sound bites or asking like you know the question that will give them to the most clicks and all that so this is like a really in-depth interview that is about three hours long um and it's this guy who interviews the devil he basically conjures him up in his own sort of mind and can actually have a full-on conversation with him it's really really cool um but basically he asks him uh you know how do you control so many people and all this sort of stuff and the devil's bragging saying i control 98 percent of the population and uh, he does this through um getting people to drift and getting them to drift off purpose and uh, it's it's very very cool because he explains how he does it in this interview the devil cannot lie and because he can't lie he starts asking Joe, how does he do it? How do you stop it? And all this sort of stuff. And he basically gives away all the secrets. And this book explains how to do it. And um, the main way that he does it is he does it through fear. Um, you People live in two sort of states, in faith or in fear. And um, the six fears that he gets people to, or he uses to manipulate people into drifting is a fear of poverty, fear of criticism, fear of ill health, fear of old age, and then a fear of death. And then there's one more, one, two, three, four, five. And um, there's one more, I forget what it is. But basically, anti- poverty, criticism, ill health, loss of love, old age, and death. Ah, loss of love, yeah. So um, all of those fears basically stop people from doing what they what they really, really want to do. They're afraid. Those fears basically like, oh, crap, can't do that because of this, can't do that because of that. And that rationalizes it in their head. When you look at it from a, whether you're looking at this from a psychological perspective or if you're looking at it from like a literal perspective, if you believe in the devil and all sort of stuff, or even just like a spiritual um, perspective, spiritual maybe. sort of thing, like it's it's really, really cool to see how you know, it works. Because when you implement this sort of stuff, like when I did it, like the improvements that I made to my own habits, my own routines and all this sort of stuff is absolutely like incredible. And then what I've also noticed is when I let bad habits encroach back in as well, how that takes away from it and how like you, know, you just start seeing stuff like compound. One of the cool principles in it is this thing called the law of hypnotic rhythm. 
uh, which is, you know, when I was doing my good habits, you know, like let's say something like taking a protein shake every day post workout, it it started. It takes a lot of energy to not even like energy. It just takes a little bit of focus and a little bit of discipline and mental effort to remember to do it. Um, but one of the ways that I sort of did it, another lesson that it has is um, control your environment. Make sure your environment set up for success. Uh, it's that uh, law is echoed in the power of habit as well. Uh, but basically, I just had my uh, protein, like easy and accessible. Okay, so it wasn't in the back of a press somewhere where I had to go dig it out. Okay, it was like sitting on the counter, ready to go. I had my little blender set up, plugged in, ready to go. My shaker, not my shaker, my little blender thing, ready to go. And I just made sure that I had it easy. So as soon as I came in for my workout, I would have it bump there and then. That was one good habit. And then like that sort of boosts your self-esteem to know that you can follow through. It's something so simple, like over and over and over again. So then after that, I stacked it with putting creatine in it as well. So then I was like, bump, bump. Like it ju- you just start stacking it and then you have water with it. And then um, because after a workout, I would have normally got a coffee. This is all set up right beside my kettle. John, that was really easy to do. And then all of a sudden, now, like now it's unconscious. It's not a conscious everything at all. And that's the law of hypnotic rhythm. But what can also happen is like, let's say when I get in from my workout in the evening, I can get stuck in a scroll hole uh, sitting outside uh, my house in my car. Because before I go out, I'll check my phone and I'll get stuck. Out there and that if i'm not conscious i don't put a conscious effort in eliminating that it gets very very easy to become unconscious of that habit does that make sense yeah 100 i actually like that that um might have i think i might have heard you say before but it's a cool frame the scroll hole um because i feel like that like i feel like social media and the, and the scroll hole or the 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 feed is stealing hours and <laughs> hours and days and weeks of people's <clears throat> lives um and it's, it's, it's a behavior that it's a behavior that we all engage in, and at times it's very unconscious. Um, and yeah, that's most that's of the time biggest. it's unconscious. That's the state. That's it. it. Actually, like puts you in a state where you are unconscious and you're just um, absorbing stuff like into your subconscious uh, without even knowing. Like you, do, you, the eyes sort of glaze over, and you get into this sort of like zoned out, sort of like der state. Yeah, it's funny. Before we, like, before we proceed. Before we proceed, I'd actually love to um, just get your thoughts on because obviously this kind of book I know was actually quite um, controversial back in its day because obviously you know as people were maybe a lot more religious back then, um, so to kind of have a book about the devil was probably a bit more of a big deal back then, or even now it's a bit of a um, bit of a weird title. But like I think it's important to start off like like trying to maybe define the devil or what what is that because obviously some people hear the devil they're not into religion they're kind of thinking like what what is that uh, what do you feel like what do you feel like the devil is um hmm. what do i feel is like it a person is it an energy is it um, i think uh, you know, the yin so and the yang i have two like i have i haven't decided on what i actually believe that it is 100 percent yet i have a few different ideas of what i think it could be um i think uh, the devil is real, but in the sense that it's an idea. Do you get me? And that it works effect. Like if you believe in the devil, you know, like it works. If it's it's real, John. If you, um, let's say, take it from the interpretation that it's just this dense negative energy from everyone in the whole world, and it causes you to do all these bad things, like it works essentially like an evil spirit that's trying to manipulate everyone to do bad things. And like practically, it works like that. Whether I believe that that's actually like an actual entity. I don't know, but I can't say that it it's not. If that makes sense, um, yeah. so I haven't I haven't decided on what I think of it officially. 
I will res- like fall back on the idea that it's like it's just an idea. It's an idea that works psychologically rather than an actual entity that's doing that. But low key, like thinking that like it could be, <laughs> you don't know. Because yeah, yeah. recently I I heard a definition of God that I liked, and it was God is love. Mm. And it's like so like the devil would be the opposite of love. Any action or energy that kind of moves things in the opposite direction of love. Not hundred like the opposite of love is not hate though. Um, I can't think of the right word of what the opposite of love is. Apathy. Um, yeah, that's it's it's more like that. It's more like apathy. It's not actually it's not actually hate. It is actually more like apathy. Um, and as it kind of moves towards this kind of concept of drifting, I think I feel like it's just like the natural like this kind of concept of neglect. Um, you know, in terms of drifting, kind of reminds me of the the analogy of the garden. You know, like the weed the weeds grow. This is kind of yeah. the, the natural order, the natural way of the world that the weeds will naturally grow. That people will naturally drift without things like you know definite definiteness of purpose and, and different things. And I think that's kind of really what uh, moves people in the right direction, or kind of what the this kind of concept of the devil is. It's just this kind of as you mentioned this kind of apathy, this kind of procrastination. You stop trying. You stop trying. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, pe- like when things get really, really hard for people, you know, they just sort of like give up and they just sort of accept it and they just stop. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, including myself. Like, I, I go through phases with this as well. Like everyone does. But um, you seasons, can, I like to call them, yeah, seasons. Uh, where like you can, like, you need to rest, you need to recover, but you can also get lazy. And when you get lazy, you start trying to get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, you know, like it's nice being comfortable, but you can pick up a lot of bad habits when you're when you're comfortable. But you can like do a hell of a lot by literally just deciding that I want to do something. If you want to do something, you can literally just sit there and decide, I'm going to start trying to do this. Now, you might not do it really well at the start, but you can do it better and better. And you can do this thing like with incremental improvement or with, like through an iterative process. When I say that, I mean like you do it badly once, you figure out what you did bad. And then you do it again, less bad. And then you do it again, less bad. You do it again, less bad. And all of a sudden, you fix like five different things about it. And then you're doing something that's pretty decent. Um, and you can decide to do that with every single area in your life, whenever you want. And that's one of the cool power, like powers of living consciously. And that's what he means by like definitive of purpose. So like there's drifters and then there's non-drifters. And like the things that I have written out here, uh, we have non-drifters have definitiveness of purpose. They try and develop self-mastery. They learn from adversity. They control their environment. And they understand the importance of time. They understand the importance of harmony. And they're cautious with their actions. And if, like, a drifter is someone who basically does the opposite of that. So, like, they don't have definitive of pur- definitiveness of purpose. So, they're aimless. They don't have something that they're aiming at. So, if you don't, you should probably have something to aim at. Anything. Literally anything. Anything in a positive direction then um self-mastery so they're a slave to their emotions and impulses and like they can't they have no level of control of that um so like they if they are hungry they eat if they are sleepy they sleep if they're uh, like they don't do stuff that they're not bothered to do because they're comfortable and they're not used to pushing themselves Um, they don't learn from adversity so something bad happens instead of thinking thinking of it as um like they'll think like woe is me this is so hard i can't learn from this they'll basically just instead of looking at it as an opportunity to grow the obstacle is the way type attitude exactly exactly so like uh, and then after that controlling your environment they don't like there's a, a hopelessness to it you know like there's nothing i can do about it this is just the way it is i'm here now i can't do anything to implement any change and it's like you're you're way more um 
you have way more like power to change the stuff around you than you think you do. Even if it's only small, you can make small improvements with, like that. Um, and then time, time is really, really important to, to understand that like, there's a cool thing I got, I recently actually got, I went to the Van Gogh uh, thing and I got one, a mouse pad. Uh, the mouse pad is basically like a, a skeleton. I forget the name of the painting, but it's a skeleton like smoking a cigarette. And um, I have that on my desk now because there's a cool phrase called like live with it as if there's a skull on your table. And um, what that means is that like, you're going to die. Like you're going to die. I'm going to die. And it's going to probably happen a lot quicker than you think. Like I'm 28 now. So uh, it's, I, I don't feel 28. I feel like I, I like I'm nearly 30. And there's like, there's less and less time every single year. If that makes sense. Like it's nearly Christmas. Like it feels like it's still 2021, like the end of 2020. It's weird. Time goes time faster and faster. People say, supposedly. Exactly. I've noticed that. So, so understanding that part of it time as well, but also there's just a concept in it known as the, or he calls it the law of hypnotic rhythm. And that uh, allows you to use time to your advantage. So it can be a negative and it can be a positive. So like the time is going to pass and it's going to pass quickly or slowly or whatever way you want to sort of perceive it. Um, but if you start implementing good habits, the hypnotic rhythm where you get lulled into this sort of state of like it becoming unconscious, that can happen over a period if you implement conscious effort to put that habit into place. I hope mm-hmm. that makes sense. So understanding that time can do that for you time can absolutely do that and this skull on your table is really really good for motivation like you're gonna die you know time's running out you better get yeah. yourself in order or like to create some urgency happen. otherwise exactly. it's, it's just this never-ending cycle of i'll start monday i'll start monday i'll start monday it's like well <laughs> there's only so many mondays like when, when are we going to get started here it's actually there's a cool thing that you can look up um i'm not sure if you can do it now but it's like how many weeks you have left to live yeah i, I remember i think we had this printed we had this printed out in in the other fighting fit actually had this up on the wall in the office yeah, and it's, it's not as many it's actually think. scary it's actually yeah. very 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 scary and uh, yeah. fear is a good motivator um, but also uh, harmony that's, this is this was a big one for me um, actually yeah it's thank, like I haven't listened to this book I haven't listened to this book in a while um, but harmony was a very very good one because one of the things my personality type I'm not sure if you believe in that sort of stuff but when I did it it really resonated with me and when I did I did two personality tests one was the Myers-Briggs and one was um the big five by jordan peterson and um it turns out that i'm really disagreeable and that i'm an entp that's known as the debater Stephen, you're also disagreeable and you're also an entp um, and we can clash like that there uh, but one of the things that uh, this book says is that like you want to create harmony wherever you go as well and i used to not i used to like create conflict because like there's some part of me like like revels in it is like likes the competition likes the, the likes the end result of me being like oh i won that little dominance dispute there or whatever it was or even just like oh i came out smarter or you know whereas like it doesn't have to be like that at all you can create harmony every single where you go where by agreeing to disagree making sure people's emotions are managed making sure everyone feels heard making sure that um you know like there's a good vibe and that the interaction ends well rather than trying to make it combative if that makes sense and that one really really resonated with me and then caution the last uh one for non-drifters is do you want to like think before you act um look before you leap so yeah. before you make any big decisions like just think it through first and then do it yeah that's really what they are what they are they were this the seven principles which help us gain mental spiritual and physical freedom as according to this book number one again just to recap was definite definiteness definiteness <laughs> of purpose uh, number two mastery over self three learning from adversity four controlling environmental influence so again, the people you hang around with. 
five is time, six is harmony, and seven is caution. So people who kind of follow these principles, you know, will live happier lives according to this book. And this book was written by Napoleon Hill, um, who's written a lot of kind of self-help books. He's many books in the, say, the top 100, um, particularly Think and Grow Rich, I think is his biggest hit. Is sold millions and millions of copies over the last, what, 50, 60, 70 years. These, are, these aren't new books. These books, that's what I like about all this stuff. Like anyone who's in the personal development space and kind of is into this stuff will notice the same stuff coming up again and again and again, just told in a different way with different stories and slightly different kind of nuances. Um, but again, very, very interesting. And this one here, number one, definiteness of purpose. This kind of whole concept of even like we talked about in the podcast the other week, like, you know, being proactive and that kind of stuff, like having goals and kind of going after something. Like, did you ever see like, you know, like you're walking down the street and somebody's walking, but they're walking with purpose. Like people literally move out of their way because this person yeah. looks like they know where they're going where someone's kind of walking down, head down. They're looking, bumping into people on the way past or aimless. They're not really, they don't really know where they're going, but if somebody's head up, they're focused, they're looking at where they're going and they're walking with, with a sense of urgency. Again, just, literally, the world will open up for you. And I've noticed that in my own life. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like, this stuff. So even me going in this retreat now in a couple of weeks, I'm like, how did, how did I even get here? But again, it's like, I just, I planned it. I, you know, I made it happen. I set the goal. I set, set the intention and, you know, and took some action. And here we are. I have I have an idea and a couple of questions for you. Okay. So the idea first is um, the, this concept, not concept. There's this thing called the reticular activation system, which is like, see, when you aim at something, like you start seeing stuff pop up around it. So like the analogy that I like to use with this is remember ever played a game yellow reg where you're yes. in the back of your brother, you know, if I can punch him in the arm, it's like yellow reg, yellow reg. And also mini pinch. Huh? Mini pinch. Mini pinch. What's that? It's the same concept. When you see a mini, you basically pinch them. Ah, mini pinch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but then all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere. And the reason for that is like, you have something to look for. And when you have that, you start seeing different things. So like if you decide that you have a goal and you say like, okay, I, w- I want to lose weight. Um, I want to lose this amount of weight. You make it specific. Then you can start to find like stuff will just pop up out of nowhere that will, that you would have been blind to. There's a really cool uh, video on YouTube actually just that, that proves this thing. Like uh, it's the, it's the gorilla uh, video. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of spoiled it now. If a, uh, yeah, so I can't spoil it, but most people will will have seen it anyway. So basically, there's this video. It's a lot of people playing basketball, and then the whole goal. If you want to trick your friends, it's see an actual reaction to it. You basically play this video, search a gorilla basketball um site video or whatever. I don't really know what to what to search, but it's a lot of people count the passes or whatever it is. And there's two basketballs, um, and then there's a lot of people passing it, and you're trying to count how many ba- things are. And all you're doing, all you're doing is looking for the amount of counts that that there is. And in the middle of this, as you're trying to count. Because okay, it tricked me as well. As you're trying to count, you're going bump, bump, bump. You are completely blind to the fact that a gorilla, like just slowly, casually walks into the center of the bloody thing and just starts beating his chest and then walks off and you miss it entirely because you're trying to count the passes. And um, so you're blind to what you're not looking for and you only see what you're aiming at. And um, if you set a goal like that there, you'll start seeing stuff pop up for how to do it better or how to improve with it or how to attain it. And um, that works like really, really, really well. What do you think of that idea of the reticular activation system? No, I I, lo- I I love that idea. First heard that idea from Tony Robbins. I'm not sure I'm not sure which of his his programs or books. I think it was the Unlimited Power or something. That was when I when I first heard of it. And it's, and it's so true. But when you were saying that, 
Uh, I feel like it's kind of like the the same thing. Also, PS, the, it's called if you Google the Invisible Gorilla. I googled it there. It's the Invisible Gorilla. If you want to find yeah. find the actual video. Um, but as you were talking about there, like I feel like it's the opposite is also true. I feel like this people also use the use the reticular activation system, but they use it um, for negative. It's like the yin and the yang. Everyone kind of has pros and cons. So whereas people have when people have problems, um, they look for reasons to justify their problems. So it's the same kind of concept. So like saying, oh, I can't, I, I can't, I can't achieve this because I'm poor. And then we're all, we're all we're hyper-focused on finding all the reasons that we're poor and all the things that justify why we're poor and all, all the reasons that justify our limitations, etc. So it's not always, so all this stuff is, it's like a double-edged sword. It's always also kind of positive and negative. But again, yeah, but again, when you set a goal. That's actually, yeah, that's, a, a, wow, that's really, 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 really true. Yeah, and, and that's something I notice all the time. I'm just so, so aware of just kind of listening to people's, limiting beliefs etc obviously it's, and it's easier it's easier to you know it's easier to coach other people than it is to coach yourself but uh, there's actually uh, so rare, but i hear it all the time i heard i heard a cool um thing for that because uh, i like again i co- coach people is really, really like easy you know if someone comes to me with their problems or whatever is like because i'm looking at it from my perspective it's really easy but it's like you can't see your own eye from your own eye do you know what i mean yeah. you can't like yeah. you can't like sort of like squeeze your own hand or whatever like you can't yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Well, we like you can't, you can't see. So it's mostly because you can't get because you can't get past your own emotions. Like you know, like you're 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 stuck. And even like I always, I always kind of really curious. Some I've kind of been thinking about it a little while the last couple of weeks. Like like how do people perceive me? Like what like you know if somebody had to describe me? Like how would the, how would somebody describe me? How do you know like everybody has their own little quirks and everyone's a little bit weird and stuff? Like what if I was like, what is mine? Like I just lack the self awareness to. Um, to know or like i just wonder what it is it's it's interesting yeah. do you want to just kind of see yourself from an from an external perspective yeah everyone everyone was on sync that i think that's why i did both the personality tests to, say, to, get, two, to get two perspectives one was yeah, yeah 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 be like what well, like what am i like i don't like you don't know you really don't know all you yeah, know is yeah. like what other people have said to you and you know people are biased some people are being nice some people are being extra mean you know it depends on like whatever you're whatever whoever tells you what to do but like or what they think of you from their limited perspective of you as well. Like at the end of the day, only you really know you. And um, I find like your impression on other people, um, Joe is not actually like who you are either, but you do always want to know how you're perceived because yeah. Because yeah, this whole concept of like the, I, I love the concept of like the higher self and the lower self and you know, like lower self is, is the part of you that's kind of trapped in your emotions and you know, gets, gets is reactive and gets, you know, gets 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 pulled all into all the kind of the to say the small minded stuff that can distract us kind of day to day, and then kind of the real you is the higher you, the the higher self, the person that kind of who wants to change the world, who wants to love and take care of all, all the friends and family. You know, that's kind of, that's I feel like that's who we really are, but we just get we get bogged down in our emotions day to day, and just kind of the limitations of say our body versus uh, our our more our, our spirit or our higher self. Yeah, well, the, the, there's the whole thing with yoga and even with Maslow's hierarchy of needs you know, with the different chakras in yoga. So you got all these different layers that you have to sort of balance on top of you. Remember, we were talking about this on Saturday. Um, yeah. So the whole thing of like aligning your chakras is like, do you make sure all of these different things are like set up so that you can self-actualize and you can actually be your higher self? Because if you don't like, you know, like if you do, don't feel safe and secure, you know, like, and you don't have like a home to go to, you know, like, so being your best self isn't really important right now. We need to find fucking shelter. Or it's like we're gonna if we don't get food, we're we're like we're gonna be screwed. So if you feel like you're not loved, if you feel like you're not in a place where you can develop whatever it is, like all you're gonna do is look for love. That's really like um 
What's what's another one as well? What are the miser? What are hierarchy? What are all the hierarchy of needs? But again, it essentially is the path the path to self actualization, and that's kind of work. But and I feel like that is so true because most people can't get out of. We've kind of mentioned this before in the podcast, but like a lot of people just can't. First off, it's financial. First, people people just like it's very hard to think in terms of like three and five year visions and missions and and all this kind of stuff when you know you're worried about the next paycheck, you're worried about kind of the bills month to month, and supposedly. Exactly. This is kind of how people are, how people are controlled in in a sense, and as say the devil controls people. Like number one is fear of poverty. You know, like this is yeah. kind of why. Like and a lot of people just can't get above the breadline um, to even be concerned about about these types of things. So Maslow's hierarchy. They don't, they don't have the they don't have the luxury of of self actualization. Exactly. No, it, that, that's exactly it. So like you, but you can't like you can't do it until the other ones are solved because your your brain like your whole nervous system is wired to solve the other problems first. That's the reality, and that's yeah. how that's how this was developed. This is genius. So you got physical needs first: air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. That's the root chakra. Then you got safety needs, personal security. This is mad. Yeah. This is mad. How these are chakras. It's that's that's how it's, how it's, how it's the exact same as the chakras. That's that's what I yeah. say. You're on like this whole thing to everything. It's the same stuff repeated in different ways. In the you know depending on what part of the world you came from. Yeah. Um, safety needs, uh, personal security, employment, resources, health, and poverty are the sacral chakra. And then you've got um, love and belonging, uh, friendship and intimacy. That's sort of plexus, but I think that's more the heart chakra. So it could be a little bit different. I think I might, I think I might skip a chakra, I think. Or yeah. I might blend well, The last one, the top one, I think is self-actualization, which is the, the thing. God I, chakra, misses yeah. imagination, does it? Maybe. Uh, anyway, yeah, actually, I think it does. So you got love and belonging, uh, which is friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. So again, like, if you don't have these things, well, then, like, how are you going to, like, try and become the bet your best self? So if you don't have any friends, you, you don't have any intimacy, you don't have family, you don't have a sense of connection or anyone, like, this feeling, the feeling to solve this problem will be overwhelming for you. And if esteem, if you don't have respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, or freedom, well, then, again, these are the problems you're going to try and solve before you start self-actualizing, which is a yeah. really, really cool. So, which I feel like, which I feel is to just to extend this one more time, is just like, is the only way to be happy. If you're not trying to self-actualize, I feel like you're never going to be happy. Like that is the path to happiness, I feel, as far as I can figure it out. Well, which, what I think is really cool is that like if... But it's just the trying. It's just the trying, not the, succeed, not the succeeding. Like as long as you're trying, just giving your genuine best effort to try and be the best version of you. Well, it's like, what, I was gonna, what I was going to say is that like ha- there's happiness in ascending that hierarchy of needs. So like if you go from like, to like someone who is, has a, need has all their physical needs not met and then you slowly start meeting them you're like oh this is better this is better this is better this is better and all of a sudden then it's safety and you're like oh, okay now you get that reassurance of it and then after that it's like love and belong and you're like oh this is bloody great so and then it's self-esteem and then you're like confidence is building all that jazz. and then from that position of all that stability then you can start self-actualizing and it's like as you start going up through that it's a it's a every step you'll get happier and happier and happier and that's like you know, the whole thing of like like elevating your consciousness and all this sort of stuff. Like, and that's like all your chakras being aligned into the one thing, and then you have this state of bliss, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Again, I, I really yeah. like this like this book. It is also supposed to be a very um, a very easy listen or a very easy read. It's um, so the the listen, the listen, the voices in it. Like I thought it was so entertaining. Like your mind does the voice for the devil is like it's hilarious. And like in the book, the devil keeps trying to get out of it. He keeps trying to like warm his way around these questions and all this sort of stuff. And your mind's like, ah, back to the point. Let's go. Yeah. And like he starts trying to like there's another one as well. Like you can use like about flattery and all this sort of stuff. There's a load more to it than the stuff that we're that I'm just saying here. And it's just really interesting to see like 
like it's how like when you're listening to the book it's like sort of devil's on your shoulder and he's saying exactly he's talking exactly what you think he'd be like which is really really cool um and you learned it with him and every single time that i like one of the reasons why i could keep up so many habits was because i visualized that like it's the devil and every time i was doing something good i was like fuck you <laughs> do you know what yeah. i mean it's like i'm doing it this way you're not getting me this time and how, looking at it from that perspective like really really helps keep everyone real good and you want to be everyone has this thing where they want to be a good person no one wants to be spiteful no one wants to be bitter or all that sort of stuff so if uh, you're not like nobody, that, nobody wants to procrastinate people want to get the work done people want to do the thing people want to show up people want to be on time people want to do all these things it's just it's it's it this whole thing drift is like ah ah you know I mean well yeah, i won't like you know like it's easy to it's easy to, to be to be lulled into that into the habit of drifting and just kind of letting things slide but as you said what you kind of start to visualize every time i let it slide it's a it's a point for the devil it's like okay actually yeah fuck this guy yeah exactly and then but that like that attitude like of like no fuck you like that because he's like he's trying constantly he's trying constantly just to get you to, to fall off and you're like not today not today but then you know then you're tired one day you're tired and he gets you and you're like oh, fuck yeah and it's a it's just a good way it's a really, really good way to visualize it or not to visualize, like to conceptualize it yeah you know, very, very interesting. Like, I want to wrap this up in a couple of minutes. Do you have anything else from the book? Any other kind of key takeaways that you'd like the like the people to know? And again, just so people know that it is this. If you Google it, it is, or if you YouTube, it is available for free on YouTube, or you can also get it on Audible. Or I like, I haven't actually seen the physical book. Um, I've only listened to it. Well, most of it. Um, um but yeah, yeah, free so on YouTube or on Audible. A couple of points: uh, his enemies or people who inspire other people to act. So right now we're like fighting the devil hopefully you were inspiring you to read this book or listen to it and then it will actually have a positive impact on your life and then you can stop you can become one of the two percent that isn't uh, under his control a couple of other points uh, before well the this book was written like in the 1930s whatever it was before the science scientists came out uh, and were like oh smoking's really bad for you and he's pointing out like he gets people to drift through alcohol and through uh, smoking when they're young john he says that smoking takes your energy it um, basically like diminishes your capacity to be persistent and uh, it just gives you loads of little bad habits and all that. You're like running out for a smoke every like fucking mm. three hours or whatever it is just to fulfill mm. that little craving and then you give in, you give in and you know what's something you shouldn't do. So then like you erode you you your self-image. Exactly, exactly. Every time, every, time, every, time you, every time you let yourself down, you erode your self-image, you erode your self-confidence. Yeah, exactly. And uh with drinking as well you know it just it makes you sick it makes you have less energy and you can like one of the main things i noticed is that it, when i had my sleep on point it was so much easier to tell the devil to fuck off than when i do it didn't and um because like bad habits are easy and you need conscious energy you need like effort it does require like some sort of you know actual push and when you're underslept, you don't have that push. Like you don't have, like not that you don't have it. It's just it's much harder. Yeah, you've way less. You've way less of it. Do you want to debate? If you if you want to do like lots and lots and lots of different things, well then, like you only have so much energy. And if you don't have, if you don't use, like if you're after killing a workout in the morning, do you want know, to? And it comes to this thing, you're like, oh god, no, I can't yeah. do that. Do you know? And then like, yeah. but if you're if you're well slept, well then you're full of beans. You've loads of energy. Like one of the big things, if you sort out your sleep, you will have so much more energy than um than you would if you didn't like six hours sleep is not enough six hours sleep most yeah. people think is like oh sure i'm getting enough power because they're not like actually tired but they don't know what it's like to have like this sense of vitality 
And if you've like five nights in a row, like really, really good, good sleep, you've vitality where like your dad was trying to catch you, like, never gonna get me. He's like chasing after yeah. you, like, you're like, nah, not today. There's no way you're getting me. Whereas when you're tired, he's like catching up, up and then it becomes like a negative spiral as well. So that law of hypnotic rhythm, so it gets easier and easier and easier to just go into the spiral. That's the, the main thing about it is that like the power of that hypnotic rhythm, it is it can either work for you really, really well or it can work for you really, really badly. And, um, I wanted to start when, when I had like lots and lots and lots of motivation. I still do have lots of motivation now, but there was a time where I had like an insane amount of motivation. I had lot, I was sleeping really, really well, but I was setting up loads of good habits that when I was tired, like the protein shake one, like I can still implement that because it's unconscious. It's really, really easy. It's not hard. And I have it set up in my environment so that there's no resistance to it whatsoever. The a big plus to that is the protein shakes, shameless plug. Um, that we have right now like they are i went through nearly all the flavors now i still have to try the um strawberry one but like the best protein i've ever had in my entire life like it's absolutely delicious every single flavor i get i'm like that's amazing that's amazing that's amazing they i rate protein shakes um like four different there's four different ones in there's four different levels to protein shake in terms of tastiness from my perspective okay the lowest on that rank is water okay water is the lowest then after that, it is almond milk, okay? After almond milk, it is full-fat milk or skim milk or semi or low-fat milk. Either one of them, they're both in the same sort of category for me. And then oat milk is at the top. It is like the sweetest, creamiest, best way to have a protein shake ever. And if you have a cold oat milk protein shake post-workout, all right, it will change. Like from the, the brand that we have, Ultimate Nutrition, it is absolutely delicious. And uh, once you do it once, you won't want to stop just saying yeah that's cool all right guys we're gonna have to wrap it up here chris has got a pt in a few minutes thanks everybody who listened if you enjoyed it make sure to let us know drop a like drop a comment send us a message if you're a member any questions let us know and we hope to see you in the next one and just a note before we leave just that thing you said about energy like just to emphasize like our sleep i talk to people all the time who or kind of want to have better energy, but they're literally not even looking at their sleep as if they're not aware that there's a correlation between their sleep and, and, and their energy levels. They're always looking at like, you know, like food or supplements or all these other something. It was like, I'm like, well, you're pissing against the wind unless you get your sleep sorted. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I'll leave you. I'll leave you guys with that one again. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you taking the time out to watch the, watch this episode. As I said, um, any feedback, let us know and we will see you in the next one. Peace.